Welcome to an episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hey there, everybody. How are you guys? Uh, so, Dom, as you know, I watch YouTube. Oh, do you? Yeah. I know. It's, uh-huh. it's, I know I'm letting you guys into my life a little bit. <coughs> no, but, um, I mean, you know, and I think everyone who kind of has a YouTube or has had a YouTube for a while... We do this thing where sometimes, like, maybe you're interested in a channel or you like the channel or whatever, but at one point in time, you just subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Whether you watch it a lot, whether you barely watch it, Mm. whatever. And uh, my nephew has my old phone. Uh Uh-huh. So so my YouTube technically is still attached to it, so now it's like half of what I watch, half of what he watches. Mm-hmm. And I can't get rid of it because if I do the child only one, then there's like a ton of shit he can't watch. Really? Yeah, because it's like there's enough for kids. It's like no shit, but you know, <laughs> my nephew's not a little pussy. So, <laughs> anyways, so uh, so it's kind of whatever. And last night I was like, you know what? Let me look through my subscriptions. I never looked through my subscriptions. Yeah, like ever. So I was going through them and just be like, oh, so-and-so still makes videos? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, I totally forgot. Oh, I forgot I followed, you know. Yeah. There's a ton of that. And I just kept going and going. And one of them was uh, the um, like the React channel thingy. Mm. <clears throat> and um, I still watch those videos every once in a while. You know, they pop up more often than anything else. But one of them was a video they made for Indigenous People Day. Okay. So they got a bunch of people who were... Uh, indigenous people slash of descent. Okay. So you know, like their parents or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and they were basically they just showed a bunch of like different Native Americans portrayed in film and TV and whatever. And then at the end, they talked about it. And um, there's like some I felt like they could have done that they just kind of ignored. But I get what they're they're trying to show. Like, hey, through most of history like this is what we portrayed as as opposed to just trying to look at the good um one of them was really funny though because um they they showed smoke signals and like i i think it's just like when you're like native uh-huh. and you're young you always watch that movie so uh-huh. like as soon as it was on i was like hey victor and like yeah so that it was just funny and uh Anyways, they they go and they talk about all this stuff or whatever, and it there's like it's it's funny because there's two who at first I like I didn't realize why they had these group of people, and I'm thinking like oh maybe they have people who like know of Native Americans and like who are whatever because there's only like two on there that popped out like oh that girl's native, oh that guy he's native, yeah, (laughs) um, and they were the two that are like. Yeah, they're like the ones that I mostly would see. Like, if I ran into them, I'd be like, oh, you're native, huh? Everyone else, like, I would have never guessed. It's like Dan- Danielle at work. She said she's native. <laughs> she's part Cherokee, she says. Um, yeah, she's blonde haired and, um, like, I don't, she's not blue eyed, but it's like she's Cherokee, totally. Yeah. Her great 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 grandma was a Cherokee princess. Mm. <clears throat> no, so, um, 
Yeah, so they just go on and talking about like all this stuff. And there's this one guy on there who was like, I get it, but I, but like he was like trying to be too, like everyone's trying to be very politically correct, okay. and they're trying to stand for whatever. And the the two older ones were kind of like how you imagine like older Native American guys. Like the one guy was like, I didn't even speak English till I was like six. This is like exactly kind of how my grandma was. My grandma didn't know English for how like I remember when she said she first saw a white guy. Really? They were like, What's that? <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, they kinda have like that older mindset. He's like yeah, you know, he's like, ah, he's like, yeah, I get it now, but back in the day, like, you know, we didn't really care because we just thought, like, oh, cool, it's Native Americans and cowboys and blah blah blah. But um, <clears throat> but a lot of like the other ones are like, you know, trying to be politically correct and like, yeah, because of this and this and blah blah blah. But it was like, yeah, but the thing is, it's not just, it's not just how people perceive Native Americans; it's Native Americans in their own communities. Yeah. And I was like, that's a huge problem. But either you're not like, I'm not saying you're not native enough, but you're not either aware of like how people really are. Yeah. Or you're just like, yeah, maybe you're just your dad was native and blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, you have some heritage like and like, you know, this like lower kind of uh, southwestern whatever. But it just like it kind of irritated me because I'm like, dude. I get it, because I, like I've told you a million times, and I tell people, like, I was in fucking high school, and some guy's like, wait, like, you guys live in real houses? Like, not like teepees or anything like that? Like, yeah. some guy legit asked, like, but you guys have, like, electricity? Yeah. In high school. High school. Yeah. So, I understand but it was just like I don't know. It just it was kind of irritating watching it because they're trying to be so righteous and like, oh yeah, like we have to get more representation and blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, true, awesome, I get it. But at the same point, it's like, but it's not just about that. There's so much more yeah. that goes into like the problems with Native Americans. There's so much shit that happens on reservations within communities, etc. Um, <clears throat> and maybe because like Arizona's kind of unique where if you look at like the map of Arizona and tribes, it's literally statewide. Mm, um, yeah. <clears throat> plus we do the whole like casino thing and that's a whole <laughs> a whole other thing and so like there's all these problems and stuff and it was just like I don't know. Like, I thought it was cool that they they try talking about it, but it was just irritating watching. Like, I mean, for a lack of a better term, like, you know, YouTubers like talk about, you know, oh, like native cultures, like they're forgotten. It's like they don't have to be. You can learn about it. I get it. No, like, no. I do understand because that's one thing that. Like, always irritated my grandma, which she's like, they should have classes out here where you could just go and learn the language. Yes. And and she was saying, like, that's why she hated uh, trying to put um, Junior and them in the school out here is because they do teach you, like, they do teach you a little bit, or at least they used to. I don't know if they do anymore. But they would try to teach you a little bit of the language. But as soon as you got out of, like, kindergarten or first grade, they just never tried 
Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, it was just like, oh, well. They try to prepare you for the white man's world. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I know a lot of problems that happen within tribes and et cetera, and how, how even natives view other natives and stuff. And it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, cool, I guess. But it's like I was trying not to be, like, hate. Like, I was trying to be, like, super hateful, but it's like... Yeah, it's it's like those people. It's they're kind of generalizing about things, where they're like to be politically correct. Where I I I think I understand what you mean. Where it's like, oh well, we could do so much better. Like this and that. It's like, yeah, but like, like I do. I I I get that you can't just have everything out in the open and always talk about this stuff and et cetera because there's a lot that goes into it. Like, yeah, you can talk about this, this, and this, but then underneath that there's this, 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 you know. I get it, and it's a it's a <sighs> it's a YouTube thing. But it was just it was just one of those things where it's like, do they do it differently in California? Like I don't I don't get it. You know, um What do you mean? Like, cause it's just like the way that they, I don't know, the way that they seem like they were trying to talk about kind of like, I don't know, Native Americans and reservations and stuff. They made it seem like it's so, like it's a different place. Yeah, like it's so I, alien. I think it's because, like, certain places do that. I, yeah, they... I, well, yeah, I know that too, cause like, um, even here, uh, in like where my cousins are from, cells, for the longest time, that was just like kind of made up <laughs> there was no like when you went to the city there you got off the main road and then there was just yeah yeah happened to come across it mm. and uh i i get that stuff right <clears throat> and even the fucking the biggest like reservation we have like in america the navajo nation that like it's so big that yeah they do have you know pockets where it's very rural very, very rural. And sometimes people don't ever come off the reservation because it's so easy for them to yeah. stay there. But that's not the whole reservation. That's not all the people. Like, yeah, that's not like, indicative of everybody. There are people who do live very old school up there. Um, my mom was talking about uh, her friend at work. Um, her mom has never tried learning English because there's no need for her to learn English. Everything she does up there, it's fine. <laughs> but at the same point, uh, those two guys that I work with, uh, I used to work with, they were the brothers. They were from up upstate, and they were talking about, like, kind of living up there and all this stuff. He was like, man, when we came down here for the first time, we were like, whoa, you guys have this? Oh, do you guys have this? There's two of these? Because, like, to them, the big city was Flagstaff. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, we never really been outside of that for the longest. You know, that's all they really knew was like Flagstaff is where they went to get like, you I, know, clothes and blah blah blah. I think the problem is that unlike here, where we've run, we've we've essentially boxed ourselves in with um, reservations around us, or we ha we they like even though there's still people who are ignorant even living here in the valley, <laughs> they still have to confront, like, oh, there's a reservation here. Yeah. I feel like a lot of, like, yeah, like California does that, where they kind of push them off to, like, the outside of, like, the, the coast, 
So when they're there, they don't have they don't have to see them until they travel outside, and they're like, "Oh, this is pretty much Arizona, though." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's what like the the especially the East Coast. That's essentially yeah. that's exactly what they did. They yeah, shuffled yeah, yeah. everyone out of there, and they're like, "Good, see, we wiped it clean. Now we can be <laughs> the the Native Americans." Yeah. And that's always crazy to me because the like the Native Americans from out there, they're so white. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and I don't mean like they're like, hey, I'm a white guy and I have Cherokee in them. No, but like they're physically yeah. white. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's weird because it's like, you talk like you're native. <laughs> you look kind of like you're native, but did you do what Michael Jackson did? I don't get it. Like, it's so weird. What? I don't touch little boys. <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was cool, I guess, that they tried talking about some of this stuff. Yeah. But it was just irritating at the same time because yeah. it's like, I, I I felt like if they had a better group of people, mm. you know, if they had someone who like the girl who I guess who works for the the company who was doing it, like she her she she's from um out here or her family's from out here, uh-huh. so it's like yeah she probably knows you know kind of better than some of these other people. It's like they're um. Their lineage comes from, you know, like southwestern Arizona, Mexico area, and their dad or their grandma was, you know, native, and then, you know what I mean? So, it just, like, I think that the group kind of threw me off, and I don't know. It was, like, good try, I guess, just... I mean, at least least we were having, like, these conversations now, as opposed (coughs) to, you know, back in the day, it's just, like... It's true. Yeah, I get it. Natives exist, guys. It's it's fine. I think once we stop, I think once America finally stops calling it Columbus Day and actually calls it Indigenous uh, Americans Day, or I think that's when things you know things have been like okay, we finally have changed things. Yeah. This is the fucking news. Deadpool 3 writers are ready for a Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover. So, earlier in the week, Ryan Reynolds was having um, a meeting with Marvel Studios about what, you know, the the way that they're going to do Deadpool. But for sure they have said that, yes, that they are going to introduce him into um, the MCU. As to how they're going to do that. The directors for the film, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, um, said that they haven't met with like Marvel Studios exactly yet, but that they've been in touch with um, Ryan Reynolds and that they've been like, um, after obviously um, with Zombieland 2, Double Tap or whatever, because they did that one, um, that I think they're talking about after this, that's probably what they're going to uh, do going forward. It's going to be interesting because it's like, how yeah, how do you introduce this character that is essentially from another, like, a completely different, like, universe into this? But I think there, I, I don't think it would be, like, a necessarily a difficult thing because I feel like, especially with um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, I think that's going to be the one movie that's going to be like, oh, see, like... <sighs> Deadpool, he was here the whole time, or you know what I mean? Like, he'll probably do like cuts where it's like he's in the corner, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean, or like there's over here, or 
uh, kind of like how they did with uh, uh, Endgame, where they show like they're in New York 2012, yeah, but yeah. they're over here. Yeah, They'll probably do something like that. <laughs> like it's a shot, yeah. Like in in um, um, Endgame, where they're like all fighting, and then the pans over, and he's like just sitting, like they're like watching them or something. Like he's like, well, how come nobody called me? It is, it is good because. Because you have these people who look at Hugh Jackman as only being Wolverine. And I think that he fits that as well. Like, he has become Deadpool. Yeah. Just like people think uh, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Yeah. So, it makes sense that they wouldn't want to get rid of him. And bringing him... And I, and I feel like he he kind of does fit the MCU. Like, mm-hmm. he makes you feel like that is Deadpool. Like, Tom Holland... Makes you feel like that's Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, exactly. They they uh, embody these characters so well that that's kind of how you see them. So it makes sense that they would want to keep it. It is going to be interesting to see how they do it. But like I told you prior to with uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, when they had uh, J.K. Simmons, his name, and they still had him as Jameson, mm-hmm. but he was... A alternate version of him, yeah, kind of. Except he's just Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that does open up a ton of possibilities. So, I think that that would work for it. I think, um, I think like you were saying, like he was like a good fourth wall breaker. That that would work for it. Yeah. So, like it's possible. And I feel like it's fitting, but it's still it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it. Yeah. Especially because he is more so involved with like X Men and stuff than anything else. So we know that's coming too, and it's like how is that gonna come out as that's well? True. So it's gonna be interesting to see how people react towards him now he's a part of this greater MCU. That'd be that's gonna be something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige adds Marvel chief creative officer title. He'll oversee all creative and story initiatives. So uh, not only is he in charge of Marvel, and now he's going to be doing some stuff with um, Star Wars. Do you think they'll eventually like let him do like Pixar and and then move into like ESPN? So he's like the Ocho, the Ocho, the Ocho. <laughs> Kevin Feige's the. Ocho. Uh, I mean, I think this does show that Disney probably wants him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't think it's going to be now. I don't think it's going to be soon, but I think maybe, I don't know, maybe in a few years, maybe 10 years. I mean, he's not, I'm not saying he's like young, but you know, I think he still has some time where he can focus on doing all this stuff and then find his way to be. So like a Disney head, like yeah, Ocho. That's what I was gonna say. Is he moves to being the um whatever the CEO or whatever of yeah. Disney? I because, can see that. Well, because I think that this move is really cool, mainly because they said, "Hey, we know what you've been doing is really well, and etc. Blah blah blah." And you've been with Marvel for so long. Now you get to now you get to have like the mm-hmm. reins to run this whole thing and it's not just the movies it's not just the the tv shows they're making it's 
everything. Yeah. It's the comic books. Yeah, it's which the, I, I think people don't understand that one. It's like, no, it's not Marvel, the production. It's Mar- Marvel. It's Marvel. Yeah. That Anything that falls under Marvel. Um, And um, I did see, like, I caught a little bit of them talking about it, and the one guy was saying, like, I wonder if he's going to try to streamline the comic books now Probably. to where it's not always... Oh, let's restart it. Oh, let's restart it. Oh, let's restart it. Because in comic books, that happens so much. And, I, he, and, you know, he was saying, like, you know, people get tired of it sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, don't, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's cool when there's, like, alternate universes or whatever. But he was saying that, you know, how many times have we had, like, DC and Marvel restart uh, the whole universe? DC just restarted itself again. Yeah, see? And so he was talking about how maybe, maybe he could go in a direction where... He did it in film, which is should be way harder to do it than comic books. So maybe he'll he'll put him in the direction of like, hey, guys, let's do this. Um, <clears throat> and then um, the one guy was saying like, you're just adding more to the universe. Like he could he could have something where he has you know like the movie comic books and stuff and 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 like they already have a little bit of ties in now. He'll just continue doing that. And then uh, the what was it Marvel? Is it Marvel TV? That's separate from what they're doing now, right? Um, I believe so. Because they're saying like, well, most likely it's gonna go away, but it all being a part of the Marvel moniker, mm. it's just they're gonna close that down so they can rebuild it up. So that, like, I don't know, <clears throat> like minus all that or whatever. I just think that. It kind of shows that maybe this guy actually knew what he was doing mm-hmm. all along to the point where they're like, hey, you know how you do really well in just this small section? Let's. How about you take over the whole thing so it's now all coherent? Yeah. And I think that shows, like, they fucking trust him a mm-hmm. lot. But, yeah, like, so, like, we see him, yeah, take this creative title and then also, like, jumping over to Star Wars. But I could also see him being, like, Oh, like, they could be like, hey, how about you come over to um, Disney Animation and you and you, you you produce this for us, right? Our next animated feature. Or you jump over to Pixar and help produce that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, he, I feel like with this, this kind of shows that, like, he's going to be their kind of person that kind of goes around to all the different ones. Because he does have a clear idea. Like, he literally had a clear idea for the MCU. Yes, you could say it's not like uh, it was a bunch of other people, but he was the one mainly sitting there like, hey, what if we connected these stories? What if we added these little Easter eggs that connected these together and make one universe? And that's what he did from the beginning. Yeah, like I said, it's probably not going to be now or soon, but I think I think I think this is this is his test. This yeah. is to see like let's see how not only you do well with still being a part of your MCU, but you you now you have to worry about like the comic books and the cartoons and your TV shows and your streaming shows and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know. So I think this is like this would be the ultimate, hey, let's see how he like manages this. So then in the future, because then like you said, I He's still doing the 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 Star Wars stuff. I I don't think it's gonna be as 
hands-on as I, I think mm-hmm. we thought at first. Yeah. But I still think that, you know, they obviously want his presence there yeah. one way or another. So I think having his, his hand in that plus controlling Marvel would be the ultimate um, training mm. to be like, hey, let's see if if we now moved you up to do like the head of, you know, creative control for DC or uh, <laughs> it's movie DC uh, uh, for Disney, then yeah, he could go and be like, Hey, so what, like, what's the trouble here? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or he'd be like, Hey, like, how about, you know, like we're doing this with this movie, you know, we have these, like these cartoons too, you know, let's do this or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, yeah, maybe, um, star Wars is having a problem with like, Hey, you know, we can't make this movie. It's not connecting blah, blah, blah. You know, like, I think it could be, this is just the beginning of him starting that whole process of like, and being Kevin Feige of DC or goddamn <laughs> Disney, as opposed to this. I mean, Kevin they, Feige of like Marvel. Honestly, I I think that this is like super cool. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's something that for people like us who both <laughs> we both like hate what Disney is, but also. Love what Disney does. Yes. Knowing that someone like Kevin Feige, who I'm not saying he's like the the white knight, <laughs> yeah. but he is someone who has shown that he has a lot of passion for what he's doing. Yeah. And that he's willing to go out of his way to say, I want to do this. I need to do this. We have to have this. And even when he has a, a, a wrench thrown in there, he can figure it out. Yeah. And, and you can blindside him and he's like, okay, well, how can we do this now? Yeah. Or how should we add this now? I mean, even look at, like, with Civil War. They weren't sure if Spider-Man was going to be able to be in there. And he had a contingency, right? Like, he knew, like, oh, Black Panther could be, like, the the crutch of this or this and that, right? And he knew, like, oh. And then when he finally did, finally convince Amy Pascal to finally, like, (sighs) can we finally just use him? And she's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you like, laughing like that? <laughs> She's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, But see, like, and then even when they decided to take that away, I feel like he even had a plan for that. I feel like even if we never got him, we didn't get Spider-Man back, I feel like Kevin Feige would have had an idea for, like, well, how can we write out Spider-Man? And by no means are we saying, like, Kevin Feige goes into the writer's room and oh, says, yeah, no, give no. me the goddamn no, pencil. Yeah. Like, we know that, you know, it's they're different writers and creators, yeah. but it's it's his vision and how he goes about picking, uh, well, this is who I want to write it. Yeah. And Let's, hey, I know you're a good director and, you know, yeah, you know, you did a cool zombie movie and you like watching Little Babies Drive, but... This isn't fitting for what we're doing. So, like, yeah, so this isn't going to work out. But then coming in and still saving the movie, it's it's a lot of what he does and how he, he places things ahead of everyone that makes this work so well. And so knowing that not only now is he doing that with all of Marvel and how and, you know, doing whatever he is with uh star wars like we know that this is just going to lead to him doing something further down the line with disney 
as opposed to just being a part of the company. So I think that's what's pretty cool. Something we talked about last week or last episode um, about how Zoe Kravitz was cast as Catwoman. Did you see that? The Batman has found its Riddler. As they said from the beginning that I think the Batman is going to be an adaption of The Long Halloween, which is like full of Batman villains. So obviously they're they're gonna want like Catwoman, the Riddler, Penguin, which is why I think they wanted Jonah. Well, see, this is where we people were like, oh, so they, they Jonah Hill was gonna be the Riddler because they've got um, Paul Dano to play um, the Riddler. See, and it goes to what we said the the other episode where it's like I can. But I can still see that, like, even Paul Dano, like, I could see him being, like, kind of whack. Because, like, something really straight, like, in um, There Will Be Blood or Little Miss Sunshine, right? But then you also have him in Swiss Army Man, and it's, like, it's something or weird. Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even in um, There Will Be Blood, because he plays the, the <laughs> twins. And it's, like, so, and one of them is just, wha- like, yeah, wackier than the silly. other. Or even pri- prisoners. Uh, yeah, this this movie's so confusing. Like it's it is so just, confusing. it's so confusing because I don't know what I'm getting. <laughs> Maybe and, that's a good thing. Yeah, like no, like we said last time, it's it's hard because it can go either way, yeah. and I guess that is a good thing. But it also just makes you think, like, what the fuck? Because see, with something like Marvel. Marvel can show you that they will get these really good actors and they will you'll get you'll be able to get like the funny, the silly. Yeah. But then you'll get like the really serious, heartfelt stuff. Marvel has set it up already where they can have that. Uh, uh, DC has not. <laughs> yeah, DC has decided we're going to be super dark and brooding, but now we're going to be a little more lighthearted, and and then it's like, oh, and then also we have this completely different thing that's fucked up. So, if they do continue with this movie in its separate space outside of the DCU, outside of Joker, outside of everything then yeah maybe maybe we can get something that it'll have a bit of seriousness and and a bit of silliness and but it'll still feel like its own thing i guess that's mostly what i'm hoping for is that it just feels like it's its own thing because i don't want it to be part of the 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 greater dcu that we've had and i don't think that it should join like something like the joker which Mm -hmm. should be set on its own oh yeah so hopefully they, <laughs> with this weird ass cast, not knowing what we're getting, hopefully they decide like, hey, look it, we have these amazing actors, we can do almost anything. So maybe they'll do something like a little bit of Marvel and a little bit of like early DC, where it's like, yeah, we'll still, you know, there'll still be comic book characters, but we can have some realness to it, but we can have some fun, fun. Yeah. Like silliness to it. Well, yeah, and it says that um, besides Riddler, Catwoman, and P- Penguin, the other villains rumored to appear are going to be Two-Face, Firefly, and Mad Hatter. So, let's see, Firefly and Mad Hatter are a little bit more, like, wonky and comic booky, And, I like, I think Marvel did it really well where they were able to mix that 
idea of like real and comic book, like the shocker, the way that he feels where it's like, he still feels like the shocker, but he's not like necessarily like this, like a, a major like presence, which I feel like that's where they could go with like the Mad Hatter where he's like there, but he's not really like a, like a main like thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they could, they could always, Oh, I just, I hope, I just hope they don't, they just don't give us another, like, they make the film, right? They show it to a test audience, and everyone loves it, and they're like, no, let's recut it. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, you guys don't know what you're doing. Do yeah, you? honestly, though, that is, that is, uh, uh, that's a valid, like, worry, because we, we already know that that's happened with Birds of Prey. Uh, like I said, that kind of threw me off, because so many people watched it, and they're like, this is awesome, I love it, it's great. And then the higher ups are like, no, let's 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 regro let's recut it. Let's go back. Yeah. It's so it's stupid. like Yeah, and we know that DC doesn't have a great <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh uh what do you call it? A great uh track record track record of, of going back and <laughs> trying to recut and re edit these movies. So Oh my god. That is a worry. Honestly, it is a little bit worry, but I think we're still early enough where we can be intrigued by it, and then I think I'll, I'll make my final judgment in those coming end, mm. you know, with like the final trailers out. And I'm oh like, yeah, I could, I, I could go either way, or I need to see it. I don't know. Someone there? I can hear you. Who is that? Who's in there?
Saw is a 2004 American horror film directed by James Wan. Photographer Adam, played by Lee Whannell, awakens in a bathtub, his ankle chained to a pipe, with oncologist Lawrence Gordon, played by Carrie Always, chained across the dilapidated bathroom with the corpse between them holding a revolver and a microcassette recorder. Both men find a tape in their pockets and Adam retrieves the recorder. Adam's tape urges him to escape, while Lawrence's tape tells him to kill Adam by 6 o'clock or his wife and daughter would be killed and he would be left to die. Adam finds a bag containing two hacksaws inside the toilet, which they can try to use to cut through their chains. But Adam's saw breaks. Lawrence realizes the saws are meant to be used on their feet and identifies their captor as the Jigsaw Killer, whom Lawrence knows of because he was once a suspect. Flashbacks reveal that Lawrence, while discussing the terminal brain cancer of a patient named John Kramer, played by Tobin Bell, was approached by detectives David Tapp, played by Danny Glover, and Stephen Singh, played by Ken Long, who found his penlight at the scene of one of Jigsaw's games. Lawrence's alibi cleared him, but he agreed to view the testimony of heroin addict Amanda Young, played by Shawnee Smith, the only known survivor of one of Jigsaw's traps who believes the killer helped her. In the present, Lawrence's wife Allison and daughter Diana are held captive at home as their captor watches Adam and Lawrence through a hidden camera. The house is simultaneously watched by Tap, having been discharged from the police and becoming obsessed with the Jigsaw case, eventually finding Jigsaw's warehouse using the videotape from Amanda's game. There, he and Singh apprehended Jigsaw and saved a man from a drill trap, but Jigsaw escaped after slashing Tap's throat and Singh was killed by a shotgun trap. Convinced that Lawrence is Jigsaw, Tap is continuing to stalk him. In the bathroom, Lawrence finds a box containing two cigarettes, a lighter, and a one-way cell phone, and recalls his abduction in a parking garage by a pig mask figure. He and Adam stage Adam's death with a cigarette dipped in the corpse's poisoned blood, but the plan fails when Adam is electrically shocked through his ankle chain. Adam recalls his own abduction in his photo development room. When the power went out, he found a puppet and was attacked by the same pig mask figure. Allison calls Lawrence at gunpoint and tells him not to trust Adam, who admits that he was paid to take photos of Lawrence, many of which were in the bag containing the hacksaws. Adam reveals his knowledge of Lawrence's affair with one of his medical students, whom he had visited the night he was abducted, revealing why Lawrence was being tested. After Adam describes the man who hired him, Lawrence realizes it was Tab. Adam finds a photo he did not take of a man staring out of a window in Lawrence's house whom Lawrence identifies as Zepp, an orderly at his hospital. As the clock strikes six, Zepp moves to kill Allison and Diana. Allison frees herself and fights Zepp for the gun after he calls Lawrence. The struggle attracts Tap's attention and he saves Allison and Diana and chases Zepp to the sewers, where he is shot in the chest after a brief struggle. Lawrence, only aware of gunshots and screaming, is shocked and loses reach of the cell phone. In desperation, he saws off his foot and shoots Adam with the corpse's revolver. Zepp enters the bathroom to kill Lawrence, according to the rules, but Adam, having survived, bludgeons Zepp to death with the toilet tank lid. As Lawrence crawls out of the room, Adam searches Zepp's body for a key and finds another tape, which reveals that Zepp was another victim following rules to obtain an antidote for slow-acting poison he was given. As the tape ends, the corp rises and is revealed to be John Kramer, the real Jigsaw Killer. It reveals that the key to Adam's chain went down the bathtub drain when Adam first woke up. Horrified, Adam attempts to shoot John with Zepp's gun, 
but John shocks him with the remote. John shuts off the lights and yells, Game over, before sealing the door and leaving a helpless screaming Adam to die. Saw. What'd you saw? Aliens. Ooh. Maybe this movie would have been good if it had aliens. I'll tell oh, you where. Yeah, and if it was aliens the whole time. Yeah, I'll tell you where it fucked up. This movie where? sucks. Is you real? You literally have Danny Glover as like the old bitter detective, right? Uh-huh. He he he's not a part of the police force anymore. He lost <laughs> his partner. All this stuff, and then he you know he goes. He tries to save these people, and he gets shot. And now, out of all of this stuff. Uh-huh. He never once says, uh-huh. I'm too old for this shit. Mm. When it literally fits yeah, the goddamn does. situation. Too old for shit. And that's when I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. turned it off. <laughs> so technically, I don't know how it ends. <laughs> but from what I saw, I mean, it's like. It's like you were almost at the end. Why don't you just keep watching? Nope. Now to me, that's when it ends. Terrible. But how did you feel about it, Don? I like it. I mean, it's Saw, the first Saw. It's not Saw, what, 18? <laughs> um, I think I re- what I really like about this, this movie is that it's not only the directorial debut of James Wan, but it's also like him and Lee Wynell, like working together. And I I feel like a lot of their stories together, like, are so good and, like, different. And this one, too, just goes to show, like, what you can do in one location. And what, like, how much you can feel, like, so claustrophobic. And then, yeah, even though when we get outside and we see, like, the flashbacks and all these other things happening, like, this stuff in this one room is just, like, crazy. And just, like, there's so many shots that I forget that, like... James Wan is known for, especially because because of Aquaman and, like, things he's done more recently. But you see it in, like, Insidious, where, like, he'll move past things and then it, like, dissolves into something. Like, it, it goes to the next shot. And, like, I love those kinds of shots where, like, like, it moves down to the floor, right? And it looks like it. And then it's, oh, shoot, it's coming through the next, into the next shot. Like, I love that, like, that movement. But anyways, but the story, too, is, like, it's a pretty good idea, right? To have like these characters who their whole motive is not only to get out, but also to kill each other. And that this person thought of all those like elaborate things too, like outside of that too, to make sure that they do kill each other or at least one of them dies. It's just crazy. It's a pretty good movie though. And and one thing I, I really like is that people complain about like saw movies being too gory. This movie is not as gory as like you think it is. I think it got gorier later, but this movie itself was like, oh, yeah, I, like, the idea of someone stepping on glass is like, oh, man, but, like, it's not gory. And then, like, like the guy having to crawl through the barbed wire, it's like, yeah, like, that sound, like, you just, like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, but it's not, like, he's, like, oh, like, his skin's, like, tearing off, and, like, and like there's his bones, like, at the end, like, as he crawled out. Would I say it's, like, the best, like, horror movie ever? No. But it's a, it's a pretty good one. It's a, it's a good one. 
I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, me. So I did remember, like, I remember, I mean, I honestly remember most of the movie anyways, as mm-hmm. especially, especially rewatching it again. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that the idea of this being gory is because of what came after and the movies that followed suit. I feel like it was like a, it was almost like a resurgence of like a lot of gore filled movies. So maybe that's why some people consider like this, oh, this is just torture porn, but it's really not. It's really well done because they're in these like elaborate traps and yeah you're right it's all about trying to figure out like how to get out because the girl you know straight up is like you basically have to kill this guy to to get free and so she does (laughs) yeah she straight up murders that guy yeah and um i would say like i I remember differently when i was younger and rewatching it now i think uh I think I probably do like it a little bit more now as opposed to back. I think back in the day, I just, it was a horror film that we watched. Yeah. You know, Um, now, like, I could kind of appreciate it, like, having the cast kind of be, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that they're in this movie. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, cool. And then having the story, the way it was told and how it was, uh, you know, unfurling, it was just like, this is really well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even till the very end. I mean, no, I knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but I was kind of, when I was watching it, I was trying to see, like, could you follow yeah. what was going to happen? Yeah. And you really couldn't. Like, the way they set it up almost felt like, yeah, they actually pulled that last, like, little trick. His, 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 his little, like, he gets up. They pulled that off really well. Um, and one thing that I don't think I ever caught, but now I rewatched, I rewatched it. It's like, oh, he heard them. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, when, when they turn off the light and he was yeah. whispering and he shocked him, I always thought it was the guy just shocking them, but yeah, he heard them. So yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I. I I'm yeah I'm with you I'm not gonna say it's the best horror film but I would say it's probably like one of the the better um, uh, like franchise debuts yeah like you know when you like you're gonna always talk about the Halloweens and the Freddy Cougars and stuff like that <clears throat> Insidious I mean how many times do we talk about like Insidious was a good movie until the and <laughs> uh this was i think one of those movies that if you've never seen any of the other movies and you just watched this one yeah you might actually be like wow that was a really good movie they should make another one it's like uh don't wish for things you don't really want <laughs> yeah because uh it, it, it's just so weird to to watch this movie like i i honestly don't think i've seen it since it came out and that's what, like, fifteen years. ago. That's so crazy that it's like Saw came out fifteen years ago. Yeah. And one thing that I can remember being like a, a freshman in high school when that movie came out. I just remember like, uh, like everybody like in the back of the class because I sat in the back with like all the other kids. That, and then they're all like, "Oh yeah, like have you seen this movie Saw? Like, oh, it's so like crazy and gore." But it's just, just like, just remember, like, remember, like this was gory 
to, to us too, and it's like, yeah. but it's so funny because it's like you can totally tell when this movie was made too because like the cell phone, and then <laughs> yeah. he's listening to like a CD player. I'm like, oh my. God. No, that's just that's what everyone does today, right? Oh my god, who listens to a CD player nowadays? Somebody. Um, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I I think. I think what time uh, they got better because you could appreciate it a lot more, especially seeing what come after. I'm not saying I, I, I can't I can't sit here and say that the other movies are horrible because I honestly don't remember what movies I saw. Mm. <laughs> so well, I think I, I stopped at three. I know I know I've seen quite or a few. Four. I don't think I've seen all of them. I definitely didn't see the last. I think I saw Jigsaw, or whatever. I don't know. I I. I think that the the Saw franchise is meant to be a certain thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's necessarily great, but I don't think it's bad. You know, I think if you're looking for those type of movies, it's you're not getting this, like, gore porn, you know, because it's not as bad as some other movies out there you could watch. But at least, like my sister said, it does have at least a cohesive story. Yeah, like it's it's always that's what I think is really cool is because I know that later on in the other movies they tie in other people from other movies. Yeah. That it's like I think one of the girls she ends up working for him. Yeah. So I'm not gonna talk shit about them, but I will say that I think this movie probably stands out better than most of those because I feel like. This movie was just meant to be a single movie that you saw and it left you like, whoa, the bad guy won, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So, I don't know. I do. I really do like this movie. Um, I think that when you're getting people into horror film, like, like my nephews, <clears throat> my nephews can stomach certain horror films. Other ones, they can't. This is a movie that I think when they're a little bit older... I'll be like, hey, you like we should guys we should watch Saw. Like, yeah. you know, that might be something you're into. Uh it's it's not I'm not saying it's like the grade A best movie of two thousand and four, five, something. But I will say that it's a really good horror film. Especially for what we're doing here, you know, with trying to do like horror type of films. Mm. This is a good horror film. Like, you're getting exactly what you want from this movie. You're constantly trying to figure out who's doing what, why they're doing this. And then once you think that everything's laid out in front of you, the very, 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 very end, it's like, nope. <laughs> and I honestly, I appreciate that. Like, because that's something that you don't get to have very often today. You know, mm. you don't you don't get to have a movie like that where... They can completely flip the flip the movie on you right at the end, yeah. And then people are like, "What? It's so crazy," you know. So definitely, I think you guys should watch it if you want to go back. And I would say this is getting towards being a classic. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not as old as some other films, sure, but this will go down as a classic horror film, whether or not the franchise does. Just like how. I don't think you would consider like Halloween H2O a no. classic. No. no. But Halloween, yeah. yeah, sure. So, yeah. So, two thumbs 
all the way up, yeah. but not cut off because we didn't do anything. Yeah, this is we didn't a, do anything. This is a good one to get you in that like Halloween spirit, especially getting like closer. Yeah. So as we get closer to that spookiest time of the year, Halloween, I think we should talk about not so much the actual movies that made up the franchises, because we can go on and on about like that kind of thing, right? Where we could talk about a Halloween or a Texas Chainsaw or Saw, Blair Witch, whatever, right? How about instead we talk about their sequels? And which sequel would you say is either the best or one that you really enjoy that you would, you'd, you'd like more people to like? Oh, you know what? I wish more people would watch. Uh, okay. I think the easiest one I could think of mm. is Friday the 13th 3. Okay. Because um, that's when he's like Jason, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, that's when he is actually... The, what you think? The of, guy in the wheelchair is in that one, right? Yeah, because that's the one where you when when you think of Jason, that's that's where you're that's where he starts. <clears throat> yeah, um, not talking shit about the other movies or anything after. That's that's a different story. I feel like to me that is like what you consider Friday the Thirteenth. Um, okay, I, the, and the one thing that I always really liked about the franchise. Especially it being like one of the biggest horror franchises of all time, it's easy to forget that the first one was just the mom. Yeah, and and that's something that even though I've seen it probably a handful of times by now, I always forget. I'm and, like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those things that's kind of jarring because you're like, oh, that's right, it's not Jason. And then even with the second one. You get Jason, but he's just wearing, like, the bag over his face. It's just kind of hillbilly-ish, and it's like, meh. But, yeah, you're right. I think the third one is probably one of the better ones, because it's like, this is where you get Jason. Yeah. Um, one for me that I that I'm, I love so much, because it's like, it's got... It's got a darker tone. It's like everything you'd, you'd like in a, a sequel because it actually kind of advances the story. It's Halloween. Thir- no, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's uh, Hellraiser two, um, uh, Hellbound, because like that story, you get to see like this broader expanse of like the Cenobites, and they're not really in it too much because you. Get, it's actually more about um, um, what's her name, Julia, coming back. Uh, and the doctor trying to bring her back, and then trying to open the gates of hell, and but then even when we do get to see, like that world, I think we brought it up in like horror movies that we'd like to see as TV shows. Um, th- that was something that's always interested me, like the whole world of like the Cenobites, like because I've even read the, the novella too, which that in itself is kind of like crazy, but like yeah, it would just be interesting to see like. Like, it's just interesting to see, like, this whole, like, the Leviathan, this whole, like, space where, like, hell exists. And um, I, I feel like it moved the story along in, like, a logical direction where, like, the character is in a mental institute because, like, literally, how do you explain that your dad was killed by his brother who was brought back um, by his wife um, by killing people? And then the whole house got absorbed into um, hell. By um, demons. <laughs> um, 
But I've always liked um, Hellraiser 2, because I feel like it's just like, this is a pretty good sequel. <sighs> okay, I'm not going to say that this is the best, but I kind of want to give it a little bit shout out, because this is a movie that I barely saw maybe a couple months ago, a year ago, less than that. Um because I wanted to just kind of write it off as this is going to be bad. But um, Scream 4? Ooh, that's a, I like Scream 4. The one thing that I really like about it is that it kind of feels like they were trying to make Scream, but for today. And sure, they could have tried to, you know, totally revamp it or whatever. But they did the thing where it was... It was doing what Scream did back in the day and keeping it, like, you know, fairly meta, but, you know, with modern day twists in mm-hmm. it. And honestly, I watched it because my nephew wanted to see it. And I was like... Oh, you never... You hadn't seen it before that? Yeah, I was like, you want to watch this dumb shit? Oh, my God. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, because I, all I knew was the third one. Oh. And then it was like, oh, why, yeah, like, one. why, you know, that wasn't good. Why yeah. is this one going to be any good? And I feel like because of that, because of how great uh, Scream was, and then two, you know, followed suit. Yeah. But th- the third one just completely well, fell the, apart. The problem with the third one is that they didn't get Kevin Williamson back, and he was the writer for the first two. And but he did give his outline. Yeah, but they completely like changed that. Which I think he came back for the fourth one, right? Yeah, everyone came back. Yeah, which I think was amazing. That and that's Wes what's Car- the name's last, last movie. film. But like, it, it's a good send off too because I love the the opening to Scream Four. The opening is the 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 most like meta hilarious thing in the world, where it's just like. <laughs> How many like isn't it what like two or three different openings? Well, isn't this the part where the killer comes and just like <laughs> yeah, murders everyone? Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what I mean. Like it played into what Scream was been known for, and without just trying to rip it off, it was saying like, "Well, we're still gonna follow what we've been wanting Scream to be, but we're bringing it into 2013. I think so. 14, something like that. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying like Scream is my favorite franchise or anything like that. Um, shit, like I didn't even try watching the, the TV show. Cause <laughs> but I was, I was genuinely surprised that the quote unquote Scream 4 was actually a really good movie. Yeah. It's, it kind of takes me back. It's like, huh, okay, I guess, yeah, you know what? I back that. And it's a movie that even now I'll say, have you seen it? You should watch it. Oh, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Scream 3. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) But this makes up for that. Like, in in all honesty, Scream 3 should have never existed, and this should have been Scream 3. Yeah. Because it it made sense, too. It was like, oh, this is a sequel. Oh, now this is the, like, you know, what do you call it? Like a revamp or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I um not saying it's the greatest, but it's definitely I think it follows suit with the first two. Yeah. And it's 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 genuinely surprising how good it is, especially being away from what fifteen years from like the original. So yeah. Um one for me would be Cult of Chucky. Cause 
Like, I actually, I still haven't seen Curse of Chucky, but I heard that one's actually pretty good. But watching this one, I was like, wow, you, like, this actually, like, redeemed, like, the, the series that I had, like, kind of been, like, eh, about, like, ever since Bride of Chucky, because that one was fine. But then I never saw Seed of Chucky. Yeah, and then... those movies were okay for being, I mean, we were young when those movies came out, mm-hmm. so it was, like, funny yeah and it was like <laughs> yeah get it wink wink nudge, nudge. Wow. but i i really like the this whole idea that like yeah why didn't he use voodoo more like that's the whole premise of the like the first one it's like yeah why wouldn't he use magic if he could and i like this idea of like oh he's putting like it's not just one chucky it's like this it's literally a cult of chucky he's literally putting all these other people into like a good guy dolls but i also like that they they bring they they're bringing back um, Andy in the end too, and it and it leaves you guessing too with because he switches bodies with the the um, his daughter, so it makes it even weirder. And then like they also and then Jennifer Tilly's in it too, but it's also like not Jen- right. It's like yeah. not Jennifer Tilly. Um, but then it kind of ends on this kind of cliffhanger, and you're like, "Wow, now I just want to see what comes next." And it's like then they kind of remade it, but I know that what's his name, um, Don Mancini. Has um more mo- or he has a TV show TV right show. coming to conclude that, and it's like yeah I just I'm excited for it because that movie was actually like pretty good it was like suspenseful it kept you guessing because you're like wait what the hell is going on how's that Chucky there and then when you learn like the twist is like he's putting other people into the into the bodies and it's like oh um <clears throat> it's hard to think about what is better. Or just as good, or just like what? What would you say? Like, what would you suggest as one like that people yeah, should watch? Um, sometimes I feel like a lot of times, like you said with with Chucky, a lot of times it they can easily get out of hand, <laughs> yes. and sure it may have like the same actors or whatever, but it just it's just a completely different movie by the time you get to the third or fourth especially with horror films that are known to be like how can we turn this into a franchise yeah um uh, i'll say i'll say two because there were two movies that sometimes you just like put it on the watch or like you'll go you know especially with junior sometimes it's like or even us like we'll just be like shit i guess we'll watch that yeah sometimes you just kind of watch these movies just because and whatever but um one of them is Annabelle Creations, which is the prequel. Mm. And I wasn't expecting anything from this movie. Mm. It was something that I think I think me and Junior just went to go see like randomly because it was out and it's a horror film. And, you know, we're like, hey, I went in there expecting the worst, especially because yeah. this was a a sequel to a uh, what do you call it? Spin-off. A spinoff and the the movie itself the first one was just whatever but uh this one like i think the fact that they went ahead and they made the main character a little girl mm. was uh pretty good <laughs> uh, well the fact like i think there's, there's a lot of things that work towards it that in the end of the movie you're like i actually really enjoyed that <laughs> like i think it i think what it did it did really well and it didn't try to do anything crazy. It wasn't trying to like make like, oh well this is it it also felt different. Like it didn't feel like like 
Annabelle and um, the what do you call it? The uh, what are the other movies called? Um, Conjuring. The Conjuring movies, they kind of go for a certain feel mm. and look. Yes. And this movie didn't have it. It almost felt like, I guess you could say, like a Hellraiser Revelations where they just, <laughs> it's a movie that has some stuff in it. And they're like, let's throw the Annabelle thingy in there. But it actually kind of, I mean, it kind of does give the background, I guess, for the doll. So that's also a good thing for the future. But I don't know. It, it, it was a, a really enjoyable movie. And... I didn't expect it. Honestly, For if I'm telling people to watch these movies, like I would say you don't have to see Annabelle. No. Like, you, shit, you, you can barely see, see you know, uh, the second, um, what's it, Conjuring movie. But this movie, I felt like it was, it was a really good, like, surprise horror film. And uh, going along with that, like, kind of a surprise horror film was the uh, Ouija. Oh, yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, what's it called? Origin. Origin. And well, that was what I, I barely found this out. Like Mike Flanagan did that. The guy who did Oculus. Oh. I was like, well, that's why it's good. <laughs> yeah. That movie, honestly, it was, it was on cable <laughs> it just sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And by the time I get to the end, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that's probably better than most like horror films out now. Like it, I didn't hear anything about that movie. I I knew like the 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 Ouija movie, and I knew there was like at the time too. There was like three or four different types of. So it, it was it's an easy movie. It's an easy movie to write off. But when you watch it, it's like this is actually a really good fucking movie. Hmm. Like the characters make sense. What's happening in the house makes sense. Like it, it, I don't know. It gives like pretty good scares. It. It's a movie that, like I said, it's easy to write off because it's a Ouija movie. But goddamn, it is it is actually a really good horror film. And I feel like those two movies are kind of somewhat the same because they're these movies that are that feel like they're they're afterthoughts. They're just yeah. they're kind of like, oh yeah, Annabelle Creations, ooh, whatever. Or oh yeah, the second one, oh that's also because it's a prequel, you know? So it's like, oh, okay, but those movies are probably better than the movies that come <laughs> they come from. Yeah. I think uh what you should take away from this is like don't be afraid to deep dive or dive deep into like your favorite friend. I I get it. I get it because you're trying to watch all the Friday the thirteenth and then you're just after a while of like, why do they keep making these movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes there's like real gems because like I haven't seen all of them, but um the one that I I I haven't I haven't actually watched it but I've watched reviews of it is the the new blood where it's him versus like the telekinetic girl and like that Jason actually has like he's like more zombified than normal I was like see like that has actually like really good like effects but that's what I'm saying it's it's easy to 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 kind of forget like that when you take cuz one thing I feel like is both a good and bad thing with a lot of horror films is they want to make them into franchises yeah and it's not just that they're easy to make it. It's like you can get to a point where you're making what's the one uh, we were just talking about it, the Ghost Key or whatever one oh, we just um, saw. That's Insidious. Insidious, yeah. Where <clears throat> you have like a a really good premise for a movie, 
And then, yeah, maybe you don't pull it off perfectly, but then you keep going and it's just like, we get it. <laughs> we get it. And, but it's easy because those scares are very easy. The story to tell is very easy. And so it's easy to say like, hey, remember that movie? We're still making it. Mm. You, you remember how good uh, The Conjuring was, the first one? Yeah, well, now you have The Nun. Oh. See? Yeah. Yeah, more. And so I feel like that that's kind of a plague for horror movies. Although I can't wait till they make a sequel to The Nun and it's actually really good. Like Annabelle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like super gothic, like... Yeah, really, really odd. Yeah, who knows? But, um, yeah, no, like I said, you, you'll never know unless you dive into them. Because sometimes, yeah, they're dumb. Sometimes you're kind of whatever. But sometimes it's entertaining and it's yeah. fun. And you can look at what you said, New Blood, and it's like, okay, it's not it's not the Jason from Part 3. But it's it's a weird take on it, and it's actually kind of entertaining. Yeah. Uh, or even look at, like, like a lot of times franchises go to space, like Leprechaun. But like Critters Four went to space, and that's a movie that's kind of ridiculous, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, I guess uh, for this Halloween season, if you're trying to dive deep into these movies, don't be afraid to go past the third movie. Yeah, and if you're saying, but they have they have eight movies, it's like it's okay. Sooner or later, you'll find one that's unless it's Hellraiser Revelations, where it just wasn't a very good movie at all. <laughs> But let's not deter you. You do your own digging. And, yeah. You know, if you find something, email us and let us know. Mm-hmm. But with that, guys, we'll say thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And, yeah, like I said, maybe uh, maybe you have a favorite. Maybe, you know, there's something you want to tell us about. Well, you can do that <laughs> because we have an email. It's oh. intbpodcast at gmail. <clears throat> and, um you can also DM us. You can tag us. You can post on our pages, whatever pictures. Uh, for Instagram, Twitter handles are intb underscore podcast. Uh, let us know, you know, whatever. And some of that stuff could go towards the whole uh, uh, giveaway thing that we're still doing all month. Yep, it's still here, guys, to haunt your dreams. Ooh, the spooky giveaway. Um, the beginning of the month we did, um, to let us know, like through, through email or even DMing us, let us know. You could even post on Twitter, Instagram, like what are, um, like your favorite movies to watch for Halloween. That was the week one, um, week two favorite horror movies, uh, monsters or slashers. Last week we did scariest stories. You know, send us some of your scariest stories. We like to be spooked by true stories. But this week, we're going to do costumes. What are your, what are some of your craziest costumes? Did you go as a, a serial killer? Someone who goes around killing um, only um, serial mascots? Yeah, see a serial killer? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, get it? Um, or, like, did you have, like, a costume, like, meltdown where it didn't come out necessarily as who you wanted it to, and you have pictures of it, and you want to post it? Let us know. And, you know, like, tag us in it with, like, costumes or crazy costumes or it's not that bad costumes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, last year, I went as Harvey Weinstein. Oh, my God. This year, I'm going as Bill Cosby. If you didn't um, listen to the past episodes or didn't answer, you can still do it because it's all month long. It's like a point system. It's you know, yeah. it's a little bit different, but it's uh, it's better in the long run. So, yeah, just check it out. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you guys for listening. You know, we're gonna be wrapping up uh, our Halloween season pretty soon, which kind of mm-hmm. sucks, but you know, just never forget that. No matter doesn't matter what time of year it is, because mm-hmm. Halloween is always in our hearts. Yeah, that's so, true. It's okay, guys. We get it, but just you know. Relax and know that it's always going to come again. Yeah. It will always come again. Yeah. So with that, guys, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.